Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay TV and Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. As you guys see from the title, today we're talking about from waiting to wedding, and we're coming from the book of Ruth, chapter 4 for our four-part Ruth series. So grab your journals. So if you've been keeping up with all of my new episodes, you guys know we're doing a four-part Ruth series where every day we read a chapter from Ruth. And today is the last chapter in the book of Ruth. This has been such a good series. I pray that you guys have been enjoying this series. And I'm so excited for today's word because I feel like today's word, we just get straight to the point, okay? In today's word, Boaz was standing on business and we love a man that stands on business. But before I hop into Ruth chapter four, I feel like the last few sentences in Ruth chapter 3 transitions us perfectly to discuss from waiting to wedding. So you guys know in yesterday's episode we talked about the how is unknown for Ruth chapter 3 and Ruth chapter 3 ends off with saying then she told her so this is Ruth telling Naomi then she told her everything Boaz had done for her and added he gave me these six measures of barley saying don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed period then Naomi said wait my daughter until you find out what happens for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today y'all when I say today's work from waiting to wedding so let, let's just get into it because I'm getting so excited first of all let's start at the point where it says then she told her everything Boaz had done for her what God is showing us today is that when it comes to your Boaz when it comes to any promise or any gift or anything that God has given to you you must take that thing or take that person take that relationship take that job offer take that promotion take that new car take that new house take it back to God and explain all the details to him so that he can give you clarity and direction on what to do next A lot of times we get a gift from God and we feel like we can handle the gift. A lot of times we get a gift from God and we feel like we're wise enough to know how to maintain or steward that thing. But God is showing that even when Boaz was doing everything that Naomi said he was going to do, Ruth still went back to Naomi each time to give her an update. Ruth never got to the point to where she was so confident within herself and her own knowledge that she didn't feel like she needed to go back to Naomi. It says, then she told her everything. Boaz had done for her so whoever is receiving a promise or waiting on a promise if you're waiting on a significant other waiting on a kingdom spouse know that when you get that gift when you get that person when you get that opportunity or when you get that promise that you're praying for make sure you take it back to God and tell God everything that that person that promotion that offer letter that opportunity has done or is offering to you then when we continue to read, it says, In added, he gave me these six measures of barley, saying, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. He said, Don't go back to your mother-in-law empty-handed. And what God showed me is, any gift that God gives you, will not lead to you neglecting God. That gift that God gives you will lead to you honoring God even more. And if it leads to you neglecting God, then it's not from God. I've spoken to so many of my mentees and so many women that sign up for a coaching call or a one-on-one call and they talk about how they pray for a significant other, but then when they got a significant other, they started slacking with their prayer time. They started not going to church on Sunday because they had brunch dates on Sunday instead. And you're not on a prayer call at night because you booed up with him watching Netflix and chilling. You're not as consistent with your devotional as you used to be because now you're waking up next to him. So a lot of times when we get the gifts from God, we begin to neglect God. And God said, I can give you a gift, but if that causes you to neglect me, then that gift isn't from me because then you're 
clearly not ready for it. Or maybe it is from God, but you're showing that you haven't matured enough to be able to receive the gift and keep the gift. And we know that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So sometimes it's not from God and that's why you're neglecting him. And other times it is from him, but now he's able to see that you haven't matured to the point to where you can get a gift from God and still give your all to God. So God is showing us today with Ruth that Ruth said, Boaz told me to make sure I didn't come back to you empty handed because just like we talked about in Ruth chapter one, Naomi was the head of Ruth. She was the one guiding her and giving her instructions on what to do. And Boaz was the husband. So in Ruth chapter four, God is allowing us to see that the husband even honors the head. You must choose a husband that honors your head. You must choose a husband that honors God. And it's not that you're doing the choosing, but you're the one doing the discerning. One of the most popular things that I hear people talk about is how do I know if this man is sent from God? How do I know if this is the relationship that God wants me in? Is that husband of yours honoring the head? Is that man honoring the man that brought you into this world? Is that man honoring the king of your life? Is that man honoring your father? Because God is not going to give you something that's going to lead to you neglecting him. So if you want to know if he's sent from God, if you want to know if God would approve of him, see how he alters your relationship with God. Do you pray more or less when you with him? Do you go to church more or less when you with him? Do you read your word more or less when you with him? Does he mention prayer or is it always you? It says that Boaz told Ruth, you're not going back to Naomi empty handed. God used this verse to show that it's important to have a husband that honors your head. And I feel like God was so intentional with including this in this last part because a lot of times when we hear from wedding to wedding, you get so excited for the wedding. God is saying today, there are some things that I need you to check out before you check in to whatever you're trying to do with him. Make sure it's going to be a husband that honors your head. Make sure it's going to be a husband that's thoughtful. Make sure it's going to be a husband that's a man of God. Make sure it's going to be a husband that's intentional with prayer. Make sure you are equally yoked before you check in to this wedding that you're waiting for. The next thing that God allowed to stand out to me at the end of Ruth chapter three is that it says, then Naomi said, wait, my daughter, from waiting to wedding. And this is the part that we hate because remember, Naomi was Ruth's head. We hate when our head tells us to wait. We hate when God tells us to wait because we want to wake up and just be in it. I want to be in the wedding. I want to be in the promise. I want to have the new job. I want to have the new car. I want to have the new promotion. I don't want to have to wait. But it says that Naomi told Ruth, wait, my daughter. Just like God tells us, wait, my daughter. And I feel like it's so beautiful how all throughout the book of Ruth, God has allowed us to see how Naomi is a reflection of him. And we are Ruth, the daughter. And Boaz is either the husband, the kingdom spouse, or the promise that you're praying and waiting on. And God is showing how the process goes. Naomi said to Ruth, wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens. Wait until you find out what happens. Not wait until you make it happen on your own. Wait until you find out what happens and then it says for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today today so when we experience seasons of waiting God says wait until you find out what happens and then she said the man will not rest because a lot of times we think while we're waiting that the promise is resting but Naomi reassured her the promise isn't resting while you're waiting there's still some working going on but you must wait and then we transition into Ruth chapter four and Ruth chapter four, Boaz was standing on business. 
it talks about how Boaz went to the town gate and sat down there just as the garden redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz was sitting down, but he was standing on business. Boaz said, we finna figure out what's going on with this land and what's going on with this woman. Okay, he said, we getting straight to business. And Ruth chapter four just talks about the conversation between Boaz and the other garden redeemer and Boaz making sure that he was now officially over the land and officially the husband of Ruth but what God allowed me to see while reading Ruth chapter 4 is that while this conversation was going on Ruth was nowhere in sight while this conversation about Ruth wedding Ruth getting married Ruth being the wife Ruth was nowhere in sight while Boaz was having this conversation with the other men and getting everything sorted out Ruth did not know any details. She was with Naomi with her head. When you're in the waiting season, you're spending time with God, waiting and trusting. Ruth was with Naomi, waiting and not knowing any details. And everything was getting sorted out. So if you're somebody that's in a waiting season, if you're somebody that's waiting for your kingdom spouse, waiting for a new job, waiting for a new car, God says, while you're waiting, just stay with me because behind the scenes, everything is being worked out. And just like Ruth, a lot of times when we're in waiting seasons, we don't know any details. Ruth didn't know where they was to go. She couldn't hear the conversation. She couldn't look at it on TikTok. She couldn't look at it on Instagram. She couldn't swipe up on his story and say whether or not she liked what they were saying. She just had to wait to hear the final decision that was made. Imagine how she felt. You know what a waiting season is like, but Ruth is the perfect example of what it looks like to just stay in the presence of God and wait to see what happens. What God also showed me is that this was a part of Boaz's process. If you're somebody that's waiting for a kingdom spouse, waiting for a kingdom marriage, praying for a significant other, there's a process that they must go through that does not include you. It does not include you. And if you try to get in the way of that process, you are going to delay the promise. During this time, there was business that Boaz had to handle that had nothing to do with Ruth. So Ruth just had to sit and wait until it was time for the wedding and it literally says in Ruth chapter 4 that they had all of these conversations Boaz and the other garden redeemers and then it goes from there straight to verse 13 where it says so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife literally just like that it went from them having a conversation and sorting it out to now she's his wife from waiting to wedding just like that because when God calls us to a season of waiting a lot of times we think when we don't hear anything or when we can't see anything that there's nothing happening but God is showing us today that's when everything is happening that's when things are being finalized little do you know you just don't know the details of it but it's actually being finalized a lot of times the enemy tries to make us throw in the towel during the silent part of the wait because remember Boaz and Ruth was talking to other chapters but in this chapter it ain't no communication it ain't no conversation and the enemy tries to make us throw in the towel during the silent part of the wait but God says that's when you at the finish line that's when you at the final round when the silent that's when the most things is being done so it literally went from Boaz going through his process standing on business sorting everything out and then verse 13 says so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife from waiting to wedding just like that it went from waiting for her to now I'm at my wedding and that's a word for somebody. That's a confirmation for somebody. Don't throw in the towel when the waiting season gets silent. Continue to stay in the presence of your head, which is God. The last part of Ruth chapter four, which made me so happy, was the last couple of verses, which was subtitled, Naomi gains a son. And it says in verse 13, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. 
the Lord enabled her, meaning that if they would have made love in any other time outside of the timing of God, she probably would not have been able to conceive because it says the Lord enabled her. This was the Lord's doing because it was happening in the Lord's timing. And if you're somebody that's waiting on a kingdom spouse, waiting on a kingdom husband, you don't want to try to rush it and make it happen on your time period because there's a specific time where the Lord is going to enable certain things to happen that you can't force and you can't change. So you might as well get comfortable in the wait and just trust what God is doing because he knows the perfect timing for his promises to come to pass. So it says the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. Verse 14 says the woman said to Naomi, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a garden redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age for your daughter in law who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And what God allowed me to see at the end of Ruth chapter 4 is that Naomi gained after experiencing so much loss. She gained a new son. Naomi was the head that poured into Ruth and helped Ruth and helped Ruth all throughout this process leading to her husband and God honored her by giving her a son because sometimes we experience that same position that Naomi was in we've prayed with people poured into people help people through their process and then they get the promise and they go about their life and it's like I'm left here with nothing I helped you pray for that and you got the new job but I'm still jobless I helped you pray for that man and now I'm at your wedding but I'm still manless I helped you pray to get that house and you got the house but I'm still in an apartment God what about me we've all experienced seasons where we feel like we're forsaken where we feel like we've poured into and we've showed up for other people and there was no return for us and God is showing here with Naomi that Naomi did all of that pouring into Ruth and he rewarded her with the son so if you're somebody and you're in a season where you feel like you're just pouring and showing up for others, everybody is getting blessed except you. God is using Naomi to show you that you will be rewarded for the seeds that you plant. And it may not be from the very person you planted it in. Naomi poured into Ruth and sowed seeds of wisdom into Ruth and that's where she was rewarded. But sometimes we pour into people and sow seeds of wisdom into people and God doesn't reward us through us. But that's okay because God is still going to reward you. So God is using this part of root chapter four to encourage somebody today do not grow weary in well-doing continue to show up continue to pray for others continue to pour into others because God will reward you even if those people can't reward you you will be rewarded from God and you'll go from waiting to wedding and even though Naomi did not experience a wedding, she received her own version of a promise. She received a son. So the wedding does not have to be a wedding wedding. It could just be a promise or something that you've been praying for. You're going from waiting to receiving it, from waiting to wedding. And that leads me to today's seed, which is the for me seed. Father God, I'm okay with waiting for whatever wedding you have for me, whether it's a wedding wedding or whether it's a house wedding or whether it's a job wedding, whether it's a friend wedding, you've been praying for a best friend, whether it's a promotion wedding. Father God, I'm okay with waiting for whatever wedding you have for me and whatever season. Maybe you want a house, maybe you want a car and you want a wedding, but this is your season for the house or this is your season for the car. So today's seed is the for me seed because what 
whatever version of wedding that you have for me in this season, God, I'm okay with waiting for it. I'm okay with knowing that in its perfect timing, you are going to enable favor to be released to me, Father God. And I'm okay with waiting and not knowing any details, not being a part of the conversation because I understand that there's a process. There's some standing on business that must be happening behind the scenes for me to get everything that you have attached to my destiny for me seed and you can sell the for me seed to dollar sign the christian bay or paypal zell the christian bay at gmail.com that information will be in the description for me seed i'm okay with waiting for the wedding that you have for me in this season let's pray Father God, first and foremost, thank you for waking us up and blessing us with another day. Thank you for giving us another opportunity to be on this earth. Father God, thank you for this fresh road. Well, thank you for using me as your vessel, Father God. And thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice. Thank you for this fresh revelation, Father God, in this confirmation that we will go from waiting to wedding, Father God. That we will go from waiting on what you said to seeing what you said. That we will go from waiting on what you said to walking in what you said, Father God. And I just thank you for using me as your vessel to encourage your children, to pour into your children to share this fresh revelation and clarity with your children that we will go from waiting to wedding father god that you are so intentional with the seasons that you have us in and that you prepare us for what you have promised us father god if we grow not weary in well-doing father god so today i pray that each person under the sound of my voice has a new level of confidence in the wait, father god and that they grow not weary in well-doing but that they wait confidently on what you said father god because it is coming to pass you are working things out behind the scenes you are standing on on business father god and before we know it we will go from waiting to walking in exactly what you said we will be walking in father god so today we sow the for me seed father god because we know in spite of what we see in spite of what we think in spite of what we do or don't hear father god we know that we will go from waiting to walking in exactly what you have for us in your perfect timing father god we love you and will forever praise your name in jesus name we pray amen Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. I love you guys so much. I pray that you enjoyed this four-part real series. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode of the Christian Bay TV and podcast. Bye.